I'm Simon. Hi, I'm Helen Dunmartin. And welcome to Pet Talks. This is our way of helping you through the challenges. It's our little regular dose of inspiration, our little espresso shot of positivity and energy uh, to help you get through these challenges. Helen, this, this is your inspiration. Where did the inspiration come from? Well, this week, I suppose, we're, we've all experienced this rapidly changing working situation that we're in. Um, the industry that we're involved in and the company that I work for, Coric, we've started to work from home and, and have a lot of people working from home now. Completely different. Overnight, our working life changed. And the, we're all sort of frozen in time. And mm. we were looking at ways of, of communicating with our customers and how to keep this going. And we were talking about, you know, webinars and, and training. And I, I felt that actually it is a time to grow and learn and you know be leaders in this and I, I felt that I need to share what I've learned over the years and who I've surrounded myself with and I've had the opportunity to meet and that this would be of interest to people and it'll be a way of us communicating and hopefully help and that's what we're going to do. Absolutely and we, we have got some amazing people that we can uh, pull in and draw inspiration from um, I've been working with some absolutely incredible people over the past few years um, who I know have got some fantastic insights to share with us. And, and they've been through really, really challenging experiences. I mean, this is challenging for most people, but, but in some cases that they've been through life challenging experiences, life and death experiences. So we're, we're going to draw from on people uh, or from people like uh, Anne Daniels, who's a polar expedition leader. And, and I know um, you're at a conference that we delivered a couple of years ago. Um, when Anne was telling her story. What, what was it that hit you about Anne's story particularly that you thought was valuable for everybody watching listening? Well, I think what hit me about Anne's story was that this incredible resilience. Um, a, you know, she had triplets and, and uh, hmm. a young child and, and a four-year-old or whatever, and she took up this challenge. And, you know, when she was, I mean, the only, you know, world champion, um, North and South Pole Explorer. Um, but what I think what really struck me about it was that when they had gone up, you know, on, on one of the, the peaks and they had set up their tent and then they ended up back in the, the same place, they'd lost like three or four days, whatever it was. And I thought, how did she get herself to step back out of that tent and, and start again? And that mindset has got to be something that we all have these challenges and this is certainly a challenge. And for me, mm. we have to think like Anne, that actually we have to go forward again. We cannot stay stuck. We are frozen in time, but we have to look forward and visualize the future and, and how we get there. And, and Anne is an absolute inspiration. I, I enjoy Absolutely. That, that challenge of, of motivating yourself and your team to get up on day eight when you've drifted back um, further you've woken up on day eight further away from the pole than when you started yes. um, because the ice is drifting south whilst you're walking north and mm -hmm. you can go to sleep at night and, and your tents further away from your destination mm -hmm. just because you've gone to sleep you know that, that's an incredible challenge um, we're also going to bring on uh, Andy McMenemy who ran he, amazing guy a total nutter um, who walks uh, sorry ran 66 ultra marathons in 66 days I mean, that in itself is pretty incredible, but it's even more incredible when you think that he tore his Achilles tendon on day two. Mm. And, and he had to figure out a way of 
completing 66 ultramarathons with a torn Achilles tendon. Um, and and there's, there's an experience particularly that um, I'm going to ask him to share, which is, you know, you, you've, got an, you've got a challenge here that nobody's ever done before. You know, nobody's ever run an Achilles tendon back to health. The, the medical advice is rest it. And he's saying, no, sorry, I've got an ultramarathon to run tomorrow. Um, so, so he said to his team, you know, nobody's ever done this for, before. Great. We get to be the first. Um, how do we do it? You know, I'll put the effort in. You guys write the active science and we'll figure this out as we go. Um, so we're going to draw on that kind of experience. Um, uh, there's a guy uh, who we were chatting about earlier, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Chris Gibson, who I refer to as the man who beat Ebola because he was tasked to lead a team of largely volunteers um, to eradicate Ebola in West Africa. And they were given less than a 1% chance of success when they set out. And yet they did it. So we're going to ask him, how? How do you do that? How do you lead a team to do that? Um, we're going to talk to uh, Justin Hughes, uh, Red Arrow's team uh, pilot and, and Red Arrow's team leader, about how you turn unknown unknowns into known knowns. Because at the moment, a lot of people have got a lot of unknown unknowns. Um, mm. And slowly, gradually, we can start to turn them into known knowns and formulate a plan. But, but you know, he shared with us at a conference a couple of years ago how, how you lead a team into that very, very volatile um, future where really, you know, there, there's so much imperfect information to make decisions on. Things change so rapidly. Yes. And yet you have to be able to lead your team through all of that. And we're using his message actually for our communication today and for our message, you know, aviate, navigate and communicate. And that's, you know, in that ever changing, that's what you're trying to do. And, you know, Justin spoke uh, eloquently about being in the cockpit and, you know, especially in the Red Arrows, you know, it's such a fast moving, you know, time is of the essence and the, 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 the way you think and the, the change you make in that moment could change everything. And I think that's where we see uh, Jason's message being powerful. I mean, we're now having to use technology, which was part of our life, uh, this virtual world that you and I are doing now, but it has become, it will become everyone's full day or most people's full day now. And that's, you know, that, that's, you know, where he every day had to think about those things and, navigate through that changing world we'll be trying to do that with our teams in a virtual world not being able to connect to them you know and, and say it'll be okay it, it's it's that same thing yeah absolutely um we're going to bring in brendan who's a, a clip around the world yacht skipper he led a team of sailors who were not only amateurs but most of them had never sailed before in their lives through the toughest oceans on the planet the toughest conditions um, not only did they win the race, they actually encountered challenges that no other Clipper crew had ever faced before. Um, so we'll chat to him about how they got through all of that and, and came out successful, came out victorious in their case. Mm. Um, and Floyd, SAS major, who I, I can remember him saying to me one day that when he was leading units behind enemy lines, he said, even with the best reconnaissance and intelligence on the planet, you still don't know what's going to happen in five seconds time. Mm. You really don't. Um, and he said, interestingly, as a leader, I don't know whether I've got the answer, but I'm pretty sure we have. Um, and the other really interesting description he made of SAS units, he said, they're the most entrepreneurial organizations I've ever worked in. And, and he wasn't talking about, you know, they don't go out and set up businesses. They're not, they're not founder, business founders. He said entrepreneurial is, is kind of in the problem solving sense. He said, you know, we just encounter and solve problems together continually. 
um, and, and which is why he described them as the most entrepreneurial. So we're going to draw on all these sorts of people and, and inspiration from them. Uh, but you've you've also been in touch with a, a lot of people that can bring real inspiration and insight into this. Uh, yes, anyone who I felt that could help us lead our teams in these times of uncertainty and you know um i've asked them to come along um, and and in the changing environment i think that's that's who i've asked so michael shinnick who has been a personal mentor to me he works for the business or he owns business practice and also um giles newsom who is i call him the walking talking linkedin man so <laughs> you know we all use these these social channels to promote our messages and quite often you know that's that's where we all hang out in the evenings but you know i think giles was the person who taught me that these are communities and they're networking and um so he's also has a company who creates websites and that's why he has a huge amount of information everyone on everyone's to-do list at the moment is have a look at their website and um you know those jobs that we put off so i think he could perhaps help with that and very interestingly um Recently, I've been looking at NLP and uh, I was lucky enough to be introduced to a lady, uh, Sonia Saxon, who um, she's going to come on and help us really. I mean, she, again, she's a coach and a mentor and much more than that. But actually, the emotional, our emotional intelligence is going to be what we all need in our leadership style to, mm. to come out of this. Um, but also that belief system and that 20% of your brain, the back of your brain, I think that, that uh, you know, leads the visionary aspect of it. Because we have to visualize what this looks like at the end of these few months. And yeah. we know industry is going to keep going and we know that we'll have new challenges when we get there. And we want to be ready and we want to be resilient in this and strong coming out of it. So stronger together. Um, and, you know, I really believe that I'm, I'm absolutely, on a personal note, um, humbled by the amount of people uh, that, that have come on board. And I know when I sent you a message the other evening, you didn't hesitate to say, yes, we can help. And I believe as business leaders and as people, we can all grow and learn. Everybody tells me that the world will change after this and the way we communicate will change. And, um, but none of us know really what that looks like yet. So we're going to navigate it together and bring on as many people. We have lots of other people um, in the background as well that will come on and help. And, and you know, it, it may be around products or what we think people will need, but this will grow and evolve. Absolutely. I mean, communication is key. Um, so we'll be chatting about bringing Dominic in, um, Dominic Calenso, who can help us on communication. Um, he's helped helping a lot of businesses at the moment on virtual communication um so yeah th there's an awful lot of expertise um, and insight that we can bring into this i mean what challenges are you seeing people experiencing particularly at the moment well i think you know when your new working environment is the place where you live um it it's kind of different you know i mean normally we get up we get you know most i know there's plenty of people and, and definitely in startups and that, that work from home but you know for me it is managing teams who normally come into an office and are working from home so getting them set up actually has been one of the things that we've had to do um pretty quickly and making sure they have the right internet connections and they have some safety around that that's another thing we'll be looking at in the pep talks um you know security and how that what that looks like and anything that might be 
a threat, but also, you know, isolation. Isolation mm. is going to be part of it. And we want to, you know, we're all, you know, even in this virtual world that we live in, we are all like to have a coffee and get together. So we're going to try and figure out ways to keep that connection. And that's where I think pep talks will come in as well. That really, you know, if you're having that spontaneous call, it's not a setup with an agenda and we need to get this work done and we need to be productive. We all understand that we need to be productive in this, in this work and new working environment, but also it may give them an opportunity to talk to. I mean, I've been very lucky. I've met Brendan Hall. I've met Anne Daniels. I've met Justin uh, Dominic, you know, so it may be their book. It might be something that we can share in that and, or an opportunity just for people to say, did you see that, you know, there was something or, you know, as I say, Sonia will help if we see anyone struggling with anything that we can help with, mm. we're going to be there. We're going to be their ecosystem until they, they come out of this. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, I've been helping some clients this morning, a leadership team on how you uh, enable a team, a virtual team to work really well together. Because um, there's a different dynamic, you know, if people aren't all in the same space at the same time, if everybody's yeah. in their own dining room, there's a different dynamic in how you create a team. Yes. But I was saying to them, the principles are exactly the same. Um, you know, there are six keys to, to world-class teamwork, in my view, you know, six characteristics that I've continually seen in world-class teams. They start with making sure you've got strong, clear, shared purpose, that everybody knows not just what we need to do, but why we're doing it. Um, and that why and that purpose is absolutely critical. That's, that's really what binds a team together. Um, mm. and, and it's really important to make sure that we genuinely all care about this individually mm. and collectively. Um, and and that, that's something that when we're all in the same space at the same time might happen more easily. I think we've got to be a bit more explicit about how we do that if the team's virtual. Yes. Um, making sure we have shared standards and expectations is another one because, you know, many managers are used to looking over the shoulders of their people. Um, you probably can't look over the shoulders of your people in exactly the same way. So you have to understand what good enough looks like um, and make sure everybody's got a really clear idea as to what's expected and what we need. We also need to know how to work really well together. We have to understand the, what I call the chain of interdependency, um, understanding that I need to do X so that you can do Y so that somebody else can do Z and how that works. Um, because you know, people will probably not have as much direct communication with each other. They can't just walk up to the desk. So we're going to have to have a real idea, a really good idea, a really clear idea as to what everybody needs to do and how they work with each other to achieve what we need to. Um, strength and diversity is, is the fourth key that I see. Um, understanding how we get the best out of everyone and how we utilise everybody's skills within the team. Um, because, you know, my weakness is your strength and vice versa. So how do we really use those? Um, making sure we can be completely honest with each other and, and have those kind of open conversations, even if it's, listen, I'm struggling, you know, don't be embarrassed to say, listen, I'm struggling. Yeah. Um, when I, when I talk to people about the um, great team players that I've seen, uh, great team players will offer to help others, but really, really great team players will say, I need some help with this. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a kind of a step beyond a regular team player to be able to say, I need help with this. Um, and the very best that I've, uh, I've come across, understand that if they don't say I need some help with this, they're actually slowing the team down. Um, so they need to put the pride in the back pocket and, and recognise it. Um, and then that, that ability to always learn is the sixth. And uh, I was talking to, to this group of leaders this morning um, 
about the importance of having regular briefs and debriefs with a team, regular check-ins. And part of the check-in is just, just that open question, how are we doing? How are we working together as a team? What could we do better? How can we learn from what we've, you know, the first few days of working remotely? What could we do in the next few days that would help us to work as a better team together? Um, and having those conversations so that you continue, continually evolve along that journey. Um, so, so all of those rules still apply. Um, at, at, the, um, at the conference that we delivered a couple of years ago, um, I was asked at the end of it, after listening to Anne and Brendan and Justin and Floyd, the SAS major, and uh, we had Dame Stella, Dame Stella Remington there, who's the uh, Director General of MI5, I, I was asked to kind of sum up what, what all of them talked about, you know, the common themes that emerged in all of them. And all of them were talking about align, empower and engage your team. Make sure that you all know the direction in which you're going. Um, make sure everybody is genuinely empowered to, to make decisions and, and they're engaged. They know why. You know, this isn't, this isn't just a set of tasks. We understand what, what we're trying to achieve and the importance of it and why it's, in, why it's important. Um, so, so all of that wraps in. And I think if, if you get those absolutely right, it genuinely doesn't matter where in the world you happen to be. You can even be on different time zones. It doesn't matter. Um, you will still form a really, really powerful team. Yes, totally agree. And, and I think, you know, real business models, successful business models, it's all about the execution. And so you're still going to have to execute, albeit remotely. Um, and, you know, hopefully over the, the weeks and, you know, a couple of months or whatever this is, there will be lots of questions. And that's what I look forward to, hearing people's questions or ideas. And then in the background, we'll come together and we'll find someone who'll have the answer. There are, you know, there are plenty of people, as you say, who have real life experiences that translate into business and probably now more so than ever before, the need to surround ourselves with those people. And the opportunity I feel for people in our industry to get to meet, you know, Anne and uh, Floyd and everybody, it's incredible. You know, normally, as you say, we take time off and we go to a conference and we are totally, you know, in that space to, to gear ourselves up for the year ahead. And then the year starts and, and uh, life takes over. But this, getting this in bite sizes, you know, there'll be a message in there for everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, so sure of it. So Absolutely. I really look forward to it. I think the structure we're going to, that we've agreed on is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And it'll be at the same time, so it'll make it easy for people. And we will have a YouTube channel with lots of uh, videos. And I mean, there's some really interesting videos out there around working from home and that. So we'll add as we need whatever we think is, is relevant and interesting and helpful. Um, so, you know, I think next week we, we thought we really need to start with somebody who understands the virus and understands and who best to do that except Chris Gibson, MBE, um, who, as you said, bought the Ebola. Um, and he's director of uh, Growth Pod and System of Systems Medical Limited. So he's a very interesting guy and I can't thank him enough already. Mm. I'm looking forward to meeting him. Can I thank him enough for taking the time out because I think this is a kind of good, strong um, start you know, just somebody who can who can give us some clarity on, on what this looks like. And, and you know, he more than anyone will know we'll come out the end of this. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. 
yeah, having known him for a couple of years, he's got some incredible insights to share. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, we we uh, we kick off next week. It's uh, it's really a case of stay tuned, isn't it? Watch this absolutely. space. Stay tuned and uh, be part of us. Actually, be part of us. It's a community that we're building, and we'll be here during this and afters if anybody needs anything or if you know and i believe we're going to help businesses to get through this i believe with this combined effort and combined intelligence and and say they the you know the, we started this on wednesday and today is friday so um we have a bank of people out there willing to help and give their time and to to help people through this and, and find something that might resonate with them and and, you know, at the very least, gives them resilience. And that's Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. So have a great weekend. We will see you next week. Thank you. And thank you for all your help. We're very welcome.